0: Sensei Victoria Whitfield here, your journey partner in business, welcoming you back to episode 191 of the Journeypreneur podcast. This is your source for channeled holistic stress management techniques, guidance, inspiration, and motivation from the best to stay on your path to rapid financial ascension and massive impact as a conscious entrepreneur. And so I am so grateful that I get to share this amazing woman with you. I had the honor and pleasure of being interviewed on her podcast, Humanly Possible Future of Work Conversations on iTunes and all the things. Angela Howard, you can find her at AngelaRHoward.com. And she's an incredible culture strategist. She really brings a new level of consciousness and humanity into the workplace and into team cooperation. Angela, welcome to the podcast.
1: Ooh, I'm so honored to be here. Some say Victoria. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. Oh my gosh. So this like This may be the very first time that someone is getting to see you, hear you, learn about you. And we know, like, we know we're both awesome. Like, we have such strong resonance already, but we want to, like, bring everyone up to speed on your awesomeness. And with that being said, if you could, in your own words, um, what like, if you could say what it is that you do, but especially what are the three things that you're known for? Could you tell us?
1: Uh, absolutely. So, uh, what I do is I help organizations, leaders, uh, people who uh, own an organization or run an organization, create more human-centric workplaces. And I do that with my psychology, my workplace psychology background. So I focus more on mindset, behavior change, the below the surface stuff. Right? Not the the above the surface stuff. So. Um, really that manifests itself into, um, workplace culture, advisory strategy, help with organizations, working with leaders, um, to help coach them through how to build an organization, a more conscious organization. And then also just working on mindset shifts, batching your words with your actions.
0: I love that. And I love how you put that too, that mindset shifts are matching your words with your actions. And I feel, I feel that I feel really super resonant with that because there are also toxic words (laughs) that can steal energy from our actions. So raising that awareness, I think is really powerful work that you do. Yay. Yes. Yeah. So what, like, that makes me curious, though. So how did you get into this? Is this like what you studied in college or what, what happened that inspired you to really commit to doing this uh, in, in your work? Like, was there, was there a particular event that like gave you the epiphany of, aha, this, I can do this. This has got to be done. Like I'm curious, like for that story.
1: Yeah, you know, it's. I'll try to make this short. I will make this short, but it's a few events uh, separately at different stages Fine. in my life. Um, growing up, I grew up in a very uh, maybe non-traditional households where my mother was the breadwinner, my father was a stay-at-home dad, and I would just witness her come home defeated. Um, over and over and over again. And I saw the impact that that had on my family. And I'm I, assuming your listeners can kind of resonate with this because, you know, we, we talk about our jobs, how much we hate our jobs, our jobs suck, but that sucks life out of communities, out of families, out of societies. And so that is what led me to this concept that workplaces have such a massive responsibility to humanity, to society, to communities to create environments where people are safe, psychologically safe, and come home happier and healthier. And if companies can do that, I think we can make a huge impact on the world. So that's my like, meta philosophy around this. My academic background is industrial organizational psychology. So I studied the systems that could make that happen. And that's really between those two things. That's really what's driven by my work.
0: I love that. I love that. So this, like, what I love about um, your story, Angela, is that it's rooted in um, your mother and observing her coming, like, to receive that point of view of the child receiving a defeated parent every freaking day because of a job, right? Into Like for me, that raises consciousness of like what's the impact of our decision to work in a place that is out of alignment. Well, for one, as an employee, but also that raises awareness around creating places that suck the life out of families as an employer, right? As the the business owner, because more of our listeners, so. They can understand on both sides, being entrepreneurs, usually we like fled the corporate, (laughs) the golden handcuffs there Mm -hmm. because of that exact reason. But then also um, with great freedom comes great responsibility Mm -hmm. to then, Okay. We're going to um, create these businesses and scale up and create teams. And how are we creating environments that are um, not, that are non-toxic, that are instead uh, healing, edifying, conscious, well-run so that our people aren't perpetuating that cycle of hurt that got us here in the first place? Am I hearing you correctly or no?
1: A hundred percent. You are right in line. And I think traditional workplaces were built around control and they were built for certain people, white males in particular. And really the the shift that I think we are making, I'm optimistic that we are making, but I'm trying to accelerate it with my work is one that is based on just the very natural human need for purpose. Mm -hmm. If you can create purpose in your workplace where people come and they can do their best work without barriers and politics and exclusivity you are not only gonna have more productive, happier people, but your business is going to thrive. And so I do believe there is a business case to this. This is not just about doing the right thing. This is just how humans work. We love purpose. Work is purpose for us and part of purpose for us in many cases. So how do you elevate that workplace spirituality element of let's create an environment where this is a destination for people, not a place where we're controlling, monitoring, human beings, which is not natural to
0: us. Yeah. Yeah. And as you say that, it gets me thinking about how many people, once they retire, they die because they lose purpose, that um, opportunity Mm -hmm. to contribute. Right. And to Mm -hmm. receive all of that stimulation, even if uh, the workplace wasn't necessarily in alignment, but at least it is giving them a purpose, having the ability, to contribute. So elevating the vibration of that is really powerful.
1: Yes. And I think that also workplaces, I think we need to move from this idea of loyalty to, uh, again, we are a destination to fulfill parts of your purpose, but you might do that in other ways. You might, on the weekends, you may have your own side gig, or your side hustle, or you contribute to the community, you're going to use your time in different ways. And oh, by the way, our workplace, our company is just one, one small way you can do that. And we're grateful for your time. We are, we hold that time sacred while you're here. And that's a very different approach to the traditional workplace, which is you're lucky to be here. We're paying you, we're offering you a job. We are moving more towards an employee-centric um, direction, which makes me optimistic
0: and excited. Yay. Yay. That's so true. Oh my gosh. And like to feel that shift, um, is such an energy boost because I, I know as a, as a business owner yourself, we would love to think that we could just hang our shingle and it like rain clients, but (laughs) Or maybe not, We're like, okay, you know, one at a time, let's not rain down. How about y'all queue up forever for perpetuity? Pick and, a number. Yeah, pick a number and we'll get to you next. That's great And so, to have that guaranteed. Um, this is, like, an, another aspect to um, being the, the business owner yeah. um, and bringing the transformation is that there's a bit of a journey. Um, and sometimes, like... we can be flying high and other times we can be like kind of crashing low and um, that's actually why I created this podcast Angela like we're episode 191 and I wanted to share stories from sisters and brothers in business who who know what it's like and you if you or if I have anyone on this podcast has like a word of inspiration, right? Or motivation, or just, just a word Mm -hmm. for our sisters and brothers and trans fam who are also um, in, in business so that they don't give up. Um, We want, I wanted to create a space for us to share it. So with that in mind, like have you ever had um, the experience of where you could have thrown in the towel on continuing to serve people in your business say, you know what, maybe let me just close my doors or you know what, maybe maybe I'm not cut out for this or ooh, this is like, oh, if, did you ever have the opportunity to throw in the towel? But for some reason you're on the other side of that and still in business, like mm-hmm. if so, like what did you tell yourself? What did you do? Like uh, on behalf of our listeners, I wanna ask that question. Yeah, I, you
1: know, I consider myself multi-hyphenated. So I, yes, I'm a business owner, I'm an entrepreneur, but I, it's, it's almost like I, I try to, not that I stay away from, like I work in industry or I work as an entrepreneur, like I do the things that are contributing to my journey, contributing to my mission. And it's a little complicated right now. I am technically still working full-time for a business as their head of people. I'm going to be moving to fractional so I can focus more on my business. So there's a plan in place, but I've, you know, I've worked, my background is in uh, fortune 500 companies, very large uh, organizations that pay a lot of money, pay out bonuses, pay out profit sharing. And I made the intentional, you know, intentional decision this year to, Get in more in alignment with my journey as an entrepreneur, a yeah, hyphen, uh, multi hyphenated entrepreneur. So you know, I consider myself the work that I do as a collective is multi hyphenated, and there have been times where I've like I just need to make myself simple, have a title at a company, and just call it a day because this higher calling thing is just exhausting. <laughs> so you know, especially this year with COVID, with um all the injustice, which we know has been happening for a long time. And we've just had a lot of media coverage around it. It's just triggering all of the events that have happened. It's a, it's a balance of protecting yourself and your, your aura, you know, your, your energy, but also doing the good work and knowing where you can have an impact. So There have been times where, yes, I'm just like, I, I, I need to, I need to step in a place of ignorance almost because it's too much to be, you know, it's too much to know too much sometimes, but I always go back to the mission. I always go back to what am I trying to accomplish in this world? What's my legacy? And I, I can't erase that. It's in me. It's not going anywhere. (laughs)
0: I love that. I feel that so strongly. Oh my gosh. Like there's um you'll you know you're on the right path where you can't outrun the vision. The call is something that's coming from within. It's not really from without. So even if you take um some time off, right or if you need to how to say retool, right or shift gears, downshift, etc., the the vision, right, the calling on your life, the purpose that drives you is not something that is um, determined by number of dollars, number of clients, um, slickness of marketing or number Mm -hmm. of awards or anything like that. Instead, it's a a magnetism that will pull you regardless. Mm -hmm. I feel that. And also I appreciate um, how you are phasing in and phasing out like this is this is actually that's how I got started in the first place of like okay I'm I started finding my purpose of like oh my gosh Reiki and mindset um that for me like wow I, I started really phasing into my purpose and I was working in nonprofit at on my last um, job and it was, mm-hmm there there came a certain point where i'm like you know what i i do feel like i'm ready to like go all in i wasn't yet but that it's it's okay what i'm hearing is, is the reminder that it's okay to get paid to build your business by working yes. somewhere else <laughs> yes. yeah
1: 100% and it's and i don't think people you know we hear so many stories about entrepreneurs we hear about the hustle we hear about the scrappiness these things are so important But it doesn't have to be debilitating to yourself, to your family, to your lifestyle. You get creative. You know, if you are valued at a company, ask them, tell them what your dream is. Tell them what your aspirations are. I went, you know, thankfully, I went in with this company eyes wide open. I said, look, I'm not going to be here for 20 years. I'm not going to retire here. This is my long-term dream. They're like, let us help you. I mean, it's, the energy is there. Not everyone is going to do that, but what's what's the harm in trying? What's the harm of speaking your truth? The more you speak your truth, the closer you're going to get to that outcome that you're looking for.
0: Oh, right now, somewhere <laughs> a mic has dropped. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Just say it. Just say it. Just yeah. Just um, speak your truth because there are people, you know, I know sometimes life seems hard, but there are people who are rooting for you.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, you know, according to some creation myths, that's the way that the world was created. God spoke and that form became substance. So like this, it's, it's a beautiful thing to have that reminder of ask. So that it could be given, it's not give, and it is given, it's not hope, and it is given, it's not work, and it is given, who would have thought, it's not study, and it is given, it's ask, and how beautiful that you're, you're living in that, and I'm just so happy to get to, to root into the, it doesn't have to be complicated.
1: It doesn't. It really doesn't. And usually your instincts are right. I mean, usually, especially now, I mean, take advantage of this wave of employers waking up, awakening to the fact that people are what run their business. (laughs) Not numbers, machines maybe in some cases, but it is people who run your business. Without people, there are about, I've got this sheet next to me, there are about 4 million people who have left the labor force. They've started their own businesses. Baby boomers are retiring and there are just not enough people for jobs. So employers are waking up to the fact that labor is not labor. They're people, they're humans. And they also have had an awakening of what their non-negotiables are, what a social contract looks like with their employer. So take advantage of this opportunity. People are going to say yes more often, (laughs) especially if you're looking into entrepreneurship
0: hmm. Yeah. And so be like allowing it to be the shift rather than expecting the former paradigm. We're no longer in the old paradigm. Things have changed. I think they call they're calling this what, like the great resignation or something like that. Where there's so many fewer people. So it's OK to To play like yes. the their the mentality is more open to co create a solution that is mutually beneficial, yes. um, and that is in alignment for all parties involved. What a blessing to get to be part of that!
1: Yay! Absolutely, it's it is it is shifting. It is absolutely shifting. And you know, there's um one of the reasons why people have left the workforce is because of entrepreneurship. They are saying, you know, what I've got a talent. They're looking at other people who are making, you know, two, three times more than what they're making in their current job and saying, I want to build something. It would be pretty cool. Let's try it. So companies, I think, have to more and more become open to this idea of entrepreneurship being a part of their, the way they employ people, whether it's like a, a gig economy type thing where people are coming in for a few hours, but they also have their own thing. Like we've got to rethink the workforce when it comes to um, folks moving to entrepreneurship and employers accepting that. Mm
0: -hmm. Yay. And so it is. Yay. Oh, I love this. Oh my gosh. Angela, like there's, you have so much wisdom and so much positive, bright energy. Like a lot of a lot of times when I talk to people who like about corporate, they talk about it kind of like, you know, this concentration camp where like people are caved in cubicles and all this kind of hurt. Oh. And the brain, yeah, yeah, and it's just, yes, the nightmare. And now it's time to wake up from the dream. We don't have to be trapped um, in that old image of it. It's so much lighter now. I just want to. Like celebrate you for bringing in the lightness
1: in. You know, And there's so many. I mean, there's a whole movement around this work. You know, it's not it's not just me. Um, you know, positive positive psychology and the implementation of that into the workforce. I mean, it just it's 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 one of those things where it's just like questioning why we do what we do. Why are we putting people in gray cubicles? Why are we Why aren't we creating physical environments that are more human? Why are we not allowing people to work from home? Like really, truly, you have to rethink these these paradigms that we've created in the industrial age, right? We're in a whole nother age right now. And this next generation, I am so optimistic about because they're just not having it. They're like, what are you gonna do for me, employer? (laughs) (laughs) So it's coming. The movement is coming.
0: (laughs) I love it, I love it. So with this in mind, like, I know that some people may be listening in right now. Like, I love Angela's energy. Like, where can I go celebrate her? I mean, that's how my people are. I believe in having a culture of celebrations. Like, if we resonate um, with someone, mm-hmm. a message that we believe in, I, I believe in celebrating. Review, like, subscribe. Like, where, where do we go, Angela? Tell us. Yes.
1: So uh, you mentioned AngelaRHoward.com. That is the best way. Uh, first of all, I would say sign up for my newsletter. I um, curate a newsletter every month. I spend a lot of time on it and it includes tools and tips, everything about human centric workplaces. Uh, so subscribe to that. And then if you want to hear more about this philosophy, about this movement, my podcast Humanly Possible Future of Work Conversations is a great place
0: Yay. I love it. And again, everyone, the name of that podcast is Humanly Possible Future of Work Conversations. Type the whole enchilada in yes. and we'll see Angela there. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. It was a pl- It's always a pleasure, Sensei Victoria, to be with you and uh, you bring such great energy to this work. So thank you. Thank you
0: thank you queen the feelings mutual yeah <laughs> Yeah. So i going to turn it over now to our listeners, our viewers. Hi, if this is your first time listening, don't be shy. Hit subscribe on iTunes so you get the notification first. Every time these episodes are syndicated, while you're there, leave a five-star review because on iTunes, that's where you can also tell me what you think, right? They don't let you comment anywhere. This is episode 191. Tell me what about Angela touched you, helped you reconnect to your energy and your drive to serve people people and be of positive impact in the world. So with that, I'm going to tie our podcast episode up the same way I do every time with the same phrase. Please remember to enjoy the journey. You do not have to lose your glow as you grow in life and business. And we'll see you in the next podcast episode. Bye everyone. (laughs)